When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am answering one of your questions texted into the podcast phone line about dating someone with your same Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that the book is officially arriving to people. Like it's in people's hands. They're sending me pictures of them holding the book, talking about how it feels to read the book. Reviews are coming in. This is all very exciting stuff, y'all. I can't believe it's real. If you've gotten your book, please, 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 please tag me on Instagram. Let me see it in your hands. It means a lot to me. And if you can take the time to write a review, especially on Amazon, but also Goodreads and um, Barnes and Noble, if you can, it would just make my career, quite frankly. (laughs) I was going to say it would make me so happy, but it's like, it's a really big deal. So it would mean a lot to me. Okay. My thorn is, you know, my book is in the world. (laughs) which is so exciting and so vulnerable. I'm feeling very tender. I'm I'm pushing aside a lot of like comparison feelings, a lot of self-judgment, a lot of self-doubt. I'm just having a lot a lot of those feelings arise and I'm trying to like breathe through them, let them come, let them go. Oh, but it is a practice all day every day. Like I am just Fear, 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 and it's okay. You're okay. You're safe. Like, just all day long, just riding the waves. And my bud, though, is that tomorrow is my last day, and typically on my last day in a place that I've been visiting, I like to, you know, there's things I have to do, right? Organize my stuff, pack up, all of that, but I like to kind of revisit some of my favorite places. Now, I don't know how much that I'm gonna get to do tomorrow, but I know I'm gonna get to do some, especially starting with breakfast, which I'm going back to nude. (laughs) Um, That's a the name of the restaurant. It's called Nude. Um, and it is just like where I got my best coffee while I was in Changu. Actually, all of Bali. So I'm going to go back for that. All right. So let's get into today's question. So it's, hi, Sarah Jane. My name is Caroline. Thank you so much for putting out content so frequently. I look forward to your podcast consistently. Thank you. I was wondering what your thoughts are on romantic relationships where both partners share the same type, including the wing. I'm a four wing three and I'm also dating a four wing three. It's a new relationship and there haven't been any issues so far. I'm more so just curious what your understanding of that same type relationship dynamic is. Thank you. 
Thank you. And actually, this is a pretty common question that we get. So you're asking for a lot of people. Thank you so much, Caroline. So in general, in most relationships, like in the Enneagram period, if you're thinking about dating and you're wondering, is my type compatible with another type? I always say, as long as you're both willing to grow together, um, you're good to go. Like I wouldn't stress too much about the type as long as you're both on your growth journeys and willing to improve and are looking to be good people in the world, you know, treat each other well. Now, um, when it comes to having someone of your same type, it can be actually this really beautiful thing where you understand each other's values, you understand each other's exact worldview to such a degree that there's an almost an early intimacy. And I feel this even with friendships with other seven wing eights where it's like we get each other so fast. So there's something really beautiful to that that can be very drawing to one another. I see this a lot with fours especially. A lot of times fours in my life, most of their friends are fours. And then I'm lucky enough to get in the group. <laughs> but they um, tend to really be drawn to each other because for most fours, most of their life, they've been the one who's saying the thing that everybody's trying not to say, right? They're wanting to acknowledge the feelings that everyone's trying to ignore. They're wanting to have the honest conversation while everyone's trying to just kind of placate the scenarios. And so for a lot of times, especially as children or young adults, they feel like the squeaky wheel, right? They feel like the odd man out. And like the one who everybody's like, oh, there they go again. And what I like to call this is a cycle breaker, right? Like they're the ones who are not ignoring all the pain that's all around them. And so when you find other people who are willing to go to those depths with you, it can be this really precious thing that you don't want to let go of. And Maybe you don't want to settle for relationships that aren't willing to go that deep with you anymore. All of that is beautiful. Now, in terms of being in the same type relationship on things to be aware of, you know, and generally we will reinforce things in each other. And when I think about the Enneagram as who you think you have to be, right? It's not who you are. It's the person that you feel like you have to be in the world. So it's kind of like this thing that I, in my hope of hopes, you get to choose when you show up in that frame of mind so you can use it at the right time in the right place. But sometimes it's not the right time in the right place and that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve other people. And so in that situation, be mindful of reinforcing that that's who you have to be, right? So if they start showing up a little bit differently because they're doing some growth work, encourage each other in that. Allow each other to put that character down so that you can, you know, find the deeper, more complex version of yourself, which I know you're excited to do, you know? So um, that would be one thing. The other thing is, you know, all of the idealist types four, seven, and one, we're a little judgmental. Um, we're also, I, I, you know, it's in the title, we're idealistic. So we can be like easily disappointed and easily frustrated when things don't live up to our internal standard. So something that my set, my me as a seven and my four husband have to be mindful of as two idealist types in a relationship is not kind of 
being so, how do we say this? Like (laughs) raising our standards so high that things often disappoint us, right? Like we can be a little bit judgmental about like coffee, uh, about like good food, about the atmosphere in a restaurant, right? And that can limit our ability to truly deeply appreciate those things. And if we're not careful, the people around us can feel judged, right? Like that's not our intention. Like I don't care what coffee anyone else drinks, but if I'm so picky and verbally snobbish about mine, uh, it can make people feel looked down upon, which isn't either of our goals. That's not how either of us want people to feel. So if you're a four or four in a relationship, right, you're both idealists, you're probably going to have a similar vibe. Now, fours tend to have pretty high standards when it comes to aesthetics, depth of character, uh, willingness to be vulnerable, um, not being average, right? So just be mindful of that in each other so that you can ideally, you know, remain open to new people, remain open to new ways of being. That would be personally like what I would hope for all of us. And the final thing that I will say to fours is oftentimes fours carry this pressure to own and reflect and hold their their sadness, right? So in that, I really want to encourage you to also encourage each other's joy. Um, a lot of fours in my life actually encourage me into my own joy as a seven. Like, I'm not saying that you're all limited to that role, but I am saying that, like, that can happen. So make sure that you're not earning your love through your suffering within your relationship, because if that's the case, right, both of you earning your love through suffering will find that you're both having to suffer. Who's suffering more, right? Like we're in this competition of who gets to suffer more right now. And that's not the goal, right? You get to be loved in your joy. You get to be loved when you are thriving. And I think your partner, like you're not going to look at your partner and be like, I only love you when you're suffering. But we can think that, right? Especially the four structure, it can kind of get into that mindset of I earn love through pain. And so just be mindful of that. The other thing is fours get kind of stuck into this push-pull dynamic. So, you know, who gets to leave first? I'll leave you before you leave me. Um, But if you're both on your growth journey, if you're both healing your attachment wounds, you know, in processing these things in therapy with, you know, with a counselor or whatever, then, you know, that's less likely to happen. But these are just things in that, like, lower to average level of health that can happen for fours that I would just say be mindful of. Now, in general, with two types, it always comes down to you're likely to be drawn to each other. You're likely to find kind of an ease in the initial sharing of values, sharing of worldview, and that's beautiful. And at the same time, you can kind of enhance each other's uh, lower sides. You Just like you would enhance each other's strengths, you might enhance each other's kind of lower level behaviors. However, you know, that's kind of the case for all of us, right? Enhancing, I don't know, but definitely, you know, we're all on the journey of wanting to use our Enneagram type at the right place in the right time in the most loving way. I think that's the goal, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I imagine that's where you're at. And so, you know, we're all on that journey. That's the journey. So I don't think it's too much to like worry about if 
this type is bad for you or wrong for you but i'm excited for your new relationship that's so fun and those are just some things to kind of keep in mind i hope it was helpful and as a reminder if you are listening at home and you have a question enneagram question life question any kind of question you can text or call that into 828-338-9127 and as always it's an absolute joy to create this content for you i love answering your questions and i will see you tomorrow for the next episode seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.